0: How to avoid falling under the guilty provisions when setting up a foreign entity abroad as a US citizen living abroad. So, this, this, this obviously applies to, to US ex- exposed persons, which, as we mentioned in the, in the slides, are those that have the most, arguably, the most complex tax situation to, to, to contend with. Now the, the IRS Internal Revenue Service, they have a number of anti-deferral mechanisms. And what do I mean by that? They, for, for many business owners, the holy grail is the ability to run a business overseas, not pay any taxes and, and, they, and have the ability to reinvest the profits. So you earn money and you're able to reinvest it continuously in your business, right? That, that That's great, right? And only pay profits when, only pay taxes when you when you extract money from it. Now, the the government has obviously the U.S. government is obviously aware of that, so they have a number of laws to prevent the ability to defer income because obviously because that will put you at a, an advantage let's say to someone who runs a business within the US right where you know they make a profit every year they need to pay taxes before they can reinvest what is left over into their business right so it's just being fair well for everyone so there are there's something called PFIX Passive Investment Companies, there's something called Subpart F, and there's also something which was recently created under President Trump's Tax Cut and Jobs Act in 2017, called Guilty, which stands for Global Intangible Low Tax Income. So it's a, a tax levied on companies controlled by U.S. persons outside of the U.S., particularly those companies in a lower tax jurisdiction. So we see a lot of it in where we operate in Singapore and Hong Kong, right? If you were in a, a high tax jurisdiction, for example, uh, Europe, it's perhaps it perhaps is less of an issue than it is for those who operate in a low tax jurisdiction. Now, in terms of how to legally avoid it, and I know the go-to response is, I'm going to get a nominee, I'm going to get a nominee. No. Attribution, attribution rules mean that, that it really doesn't work because the, what the laws speak to is share of value and voice. Value, So value being shareholding, but voice. So even though you may not be on paper, the controlling shareholder and this is a big deal for people who operate in bali in indonesia or in dubai where you know you you're legally required to, if you're having an onshore emirati company you need an emirati so you must have a nominee but once you have that controlling voice you are controlling the company and it falls on the guilty. So that's the anti-deferral. You're going to be paying tax on money even though you have not extracted it from the company. It it falls onto your tax return. How do you avoid it? There's, mm, Honestly, you can't. Honestly, you cannot. Now, you can minimize it, uh, and there are certain elections that you can make where you can enjoy a lower tax than the default, which is your tax at your ordinary tax rates as an individual. So there are ways of avoid, of minimizing it, but to legally avoid it means you're going to take on a partner who is a, a real partner, not a partner on paper, but a partner who is actively uh, engaged in running this business with you. So, yeah, I mean, there, there are... People online who do whatever they do, but we we are goody-two-shoes. We, we follow the law, and legally, there's no shortcut. There's no hack to, to avoiding this other than doing it the right way. Subscribe, like, share and comment below. Our books and upcoming events are available at htj.txt. Email us at help at to engage us to advise on international tax or business matters.